Hello and welcome to episode 493 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this morning. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We're recording on Good Friday, April 7th, 2023 in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us begin with the Friday prayer to the most blessed Virgin Mary to obtain love towards her and Jesus Christ. O Mary, I already know that thou art the most noble, the most sublime, the most pure, the most beautiful, the most benign, the most holy, in a word, the most amiable of all creatures. O that all knew thee, my lady, and loved thee as thou dost merit. But I am consoled when I remember that in heaven and on earth there are so many happy souls who live enamored of thy goodness and beauty. Above all, I rejoice that God himself loves thee alone more than he loves all men and angels together. My most amiable queen, I, a miserable sinner, love thee also, but I love thee too little. I desire a greater and more tender love towards thee, and this thou must obtain for me, since to love thee is a great mark of predestination and a grace which God only grants to those whom he will save. I see also, my mother, that I am indeed under great obligations to thy son. I see that he merits infinite love. Thou who desirest nothing else but to see him loved, has to obtain me this grace above all others. Obtain me great love for Jesus Christ. Thou obtainest all that thou willest from God. Ah, then be graciously pleased to obtain me the grace to be so united to the divine will that I may never more be separated from it. I do not ask of thee earthly goods, honors, or riches. I ask thee for that which thy heart desires most for me. I wish to love my God. Is it possible that thou refusest to second this my desire, which is so pleasing to thee? Ah, no, thou already helpest me. Already thou prayest for me. Pray, pray, and cease not to pray until thou seest me safe in heaven, beyond the possibility of evermore losing my Lord, and certain to love him forever together with thee, my dearest mother. May all the words that I speak be so many arrows dipped in the blood of thy sacred heart, O Jesus, to pierce the hearts of all who hear them with love for thee. Amen. The Holy Face of Jesus of the Veil of Veronica Prayers Dear Lord, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer these prayers in reparation for the sins which most offend God in our times, blasphemy, the profanation of Sunday and holy days, and communism. Pater noster, quies in celis, sanctificator nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, Fiat voluntas tua, sicut in cielo et in terra, panam nostrum quotidianum de nobis hodie, et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitibus debitoribus nostris, et nenos inducas in tentationem, sed libra nos amalo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honora mortis nostrae. Amen. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio et nunc et semper et in saecula saeculorum. Amen. The Golden Arrow Prayer. May the most holy, most sacred, most adorable, most mysterious and unutterable name of God be praised, blessed, loved, adored, and glorified in heaven, on earth, and in the hells by all God's creatures, and by the sacred heart of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Amen. For the defeat of communists, Freemasons, and all revolutionary men. Eternal Father, I offer thee the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ and all the instruments of his holy passion, that thou mayest put division in the camp of thy enemies, 
For as thy beloved Son hath said, a kingdom divided against itself shall fall. Eternal Father, we offer thee the holy face of Jesus, covered with blood, sweat, dust, and spittle, in reparation for the crimes of communists, blasphemers, and for the profaners of the holy name and of the holy day of Sunday. Amen. Today, friends, we have for you from the Fatima Center, located at Fatima.org, a Good Friday reflection on the chastisement by Mr. Andrew Sasonic. Begins with a quote from scripture. Woman, behold thy son, behold thy mother. John 19, 26 and 27. Dying on the cross on that first Good Friday, our suffering Savior gave his beloved disciple, St. John, into the care of his blessed mother. Woman, behold thy son. And then he gave his mother into the care of his disciple. Behold thy mother. The Catholic Church teaches that at that moment, St. John was representing every faithful disciple. The Blessed Virgin Mary is our mother. Father Nicholas Gruner, in a speech given at the Fatima Center's Fatima, the Last Chance for World Peace Conference in October 2006, explained how these words of our Lord relate to the message of Fatima. It pertains to the apparition of Our Lady of Fatima to the seer Lucia in 1925. On December 10, 1925, when Lucia was a postulant at the Dorothean Sisters Convent in Pontevedra, Spain, Our Lady came, as she promised in 1917, with the child Jesus to reveal the first part of God's plan for the salvation of sinners, the repertory communion of the first Saturdays of the month. As Father Gruner explained, the Blessed Virgin had in her right hand her Immaculate Heart all surrounded with thorns. The child Jesus spoke first and pointed to Our Lady's heart and said, Behold the heart of your mother. He didn't say, Behold the heart of my mother. He said, Behold the heart of your mother, all circled with thorns, which ungrateful men put there at every moment by their blasphemies and ingratitude. Why does our Lord say your mother and not my mother? On the cross, Jesus said to St. John, Behold your mother. At Fatima, our Lord says, Behold the heart of your mother. Why is she our mother? The sec Second Vatican Council, interestingly enough, explains it very well. It says that the Blessed Virgin Mary generates us into a life of grace. St. Peter tells us in sacred scripture that we are made godlike. We are adopted sons by grace. And so this godlikeness quality which the Council of Trent tells us is a created quality. This is divine life. It transforms us. But this sanctifying grace or this divine life, this created divine life in us, is generated in our hearts and our souls by the Blessed Virgin Mary. Just as Mary is the mother of Jesus, of a person who pre-exists, Jesus is a divine person. Nevertheless, a person who pre-existed, she becomes his mother by giving birth to him in his human form. Similarly, she becomes our spiritual mother, giving us birth in supernatural form. And so she is, truly and strictly speaking, our mother. She is as much our mother as our own natural mother is. You can see the depth of just this one word where our Lord says, Behold the heart of your mother. There is so much meaning in that one phrase. The next section is a time for repentance, prayer, and sacrifice.
In the same speech, Father Gruner made the following statement. The first thing we should do in this time of crisis is to pray and sacrifice. The second thing is to get others to pray and sacrifice. These words, though spoken more than 15 years ago, are very applicable to today's situation in which we now have had for more than three years the chastisement of the COVID-19 coronavirus and the resulting extreme measures taken by governments in response to it. In addition to masks and lockdowns, future impositions will most likely include mandatory, quote, vaccination, perhaps better recognized as a murderous and unnatural gene therapy calculated for the surveillance and control of a much reduced world population, vaccine passports, and ultimately a great reset of global finances and a thoroughly socialized prison planet. All of this is, in reality, part of a calculated persecution aimed at destroying all that remains of Christian society. In response to these chastisements, we must apply ourselves to prayer and penance, as well as to personal conversion to living a more holy life. We must now more than ever turn to God and to the power of the cross of Jesus Christ through the holy sacrifice of the Mass. We need to do real penance for the outrageous crimes of our civil and church leaders, for those of our families, and for our own sins as well. But we must also turn to our mother, the Blessed Virgin Mary. The next section is the solution, the consecration of Russia. And once again, if I can add in here, I know it's a controversial topic, whether the consecration of 2022 was valid or not. Obviously, Mr. Sasanic and many folks affiliated with the Fatima Center believe it has not taken place. He says, on July 13th, 1917, when the First World War was raging without any sign of abatement, Our Lady of Fatima warned of worse punishments to come. She said, if what I say to you is done, many souls will be saved and there will be peace. The war is going to end. But if people do not cease offending God, he will punish the world for its crimes by means of war, famine, and persecutions of the church and the Holy Father. To prevent this, I shall come to ask for the consecration of Russia to my Immaculate Heart and the communion of reparation on the first Saturdays. If my requests are heeded, Russia will be converted and there will be peace. If not, she will spread her errors throughout the world, causing wars and persecutions of the church. The good will be martyred. The Holy Father will have much to suffer. Various nations will be annihilated. Then on June 13, 1929, Our Lady of Fatima appeared to Sister Lucia, now a Dorothean nun in Tui, Spain, to reiterate and formalize this request. The moment has come in which God asks the Holy Father to make, in union with all the bishops of the world, the consecration of Russia to my Immaculate Heart, promising to save it by this means. Our Lady provides the solution for preventing the sufferings described above. The consecration of Russia to her Immaculate Heart and the devotion of the communion of reparation on the first Saturdays. Unfortunately, since that time, Our Lady's requests have gone unheeded. And Mr. Sasonic has a footnote here in which he writes, On March 25, 2022, Francis failed to properly consecrate Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary because Russia did not appear clearly as the only object of the consecration. The Pope must order all the Catholic bishops to join him in praying the consecration prayer, and it must be a day of prayer and worldwide reparation. 
The article continues. And many of the predicted events have already occurred. The nations continue to offend God in ever more perverse and horrifying ways. And churchmen continue to spurn Our Lady's request for the consecration of Russia. Obey Our Lady of Fatima is the final section. These are worrisome times, certainly. The pitch of mankind's rebellion against God, despising even his holy mother, whom he sent to Fatima as a sort of last resort, has reached such an intensity that we can only expect to undergo the most dire punishments imaginable. We will continue to see more and even worse punishments until heaven is finally obeyed. Our Lady of Fatima has already told us as much. We must hearken attentively to the message of Fatima and speak plainly and emphatically to others about it in connection with the punishments which many people are already recognizing in that context. So many horrible and shameful errors which have been festering in Western society and in the church for many years are now undeniably visible to all as the very punishments of which Our Lady of Fatima warned. The truth of Our Lady of Fatima's unheeded requests can no longer be denied. Facts are facts, and they can be stubborn. The fact is that no consecration of Russia, such as was requested by Our Lady of Fatima, has ever been performed by the Pope in union with all the Catholic bishops of the world, specifically and explicitly consecrating Russia as the sole object of the consecration to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Offering prayers and sacrifices for the Pope and Catholic bishops of the world so that they may receive the grace to finally obey Our Lady of Fatima is now more needed than ever. I conclude with an often repeated account given by Father Gruner. Quote, I remember explaining the need for the consecration of Russia to an atheist one time in 1984. He didn't believe in God, but he can understand nevertheless the prudence of carrying out this act of consecration. He said it was the first time he had seen any hope for the world. Even atheists understand it is most prudent to have the consecration of Russia properly done, just to take care of their lives, their persons, their homes, that they paid 20 years mortgage on, or to safeguard whatever it is that they hold dear. If nothing else, just being alive and enjoying their freedom. All these things are at risk without Our Lady of Fatima's message being heard and obeyed. And so, even from an atheist's point of view, it is perfectly prudent to put forward this act of consecration. If nothing else, what is going to be lost by doing it? Absolutely nothing. The worst that could take place, it would take half an hour of prayer of the Pope and bishops together to do the act of consecration. And with a bit more ceremony, it might take an hour and a half, and that's all. The actual prayer would take less than five minutes to pronounce. And so from a prudential point of view, there is everything to gain by doing it and everything to lose by not doing it. End quote. How true Father Gruner's words ring for us today. It is long past time for the Pope, with all the Catholic bishops of the world, to consecrate Russia alone to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Let us step up our prayers and sacrifices so that the Pope and bishops receive the grace to do the consecration at last. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us. So ends the article. So no matter what you think about the consecration that took place last year, and I was someone certainly at the time who thought it had taken place validly, but <clears throat> excuse me, I am having second thoughts, I must say at this point, because it's been over a year since the consecration took place. And we were told that two things would happen. Russia would be converted and there would be a period of peace. Russia has not been converted. 
It's still largely an Orthodox society. The Orthodox, Russian Orthodox Church is in schism. And as far as I know, Russia has one of the highest, if not the highest abortion rates on earth. Our Lady also said there would be a period of peace. Well, there certainly is not peace in the world. We stand on the precipice of World War III, with the United States of America continuing to antagonize Russia, continuing to antagonize China, continuing to push this satanic agenda of transgenderism and homosexuality and everything else. So what are we to do? In the immortal words of Padre Pio, pray, hope, and don't worry. Whether that consecration was valid or not, we can't say definitively one way or the other. We can do our part, though. We can continue to make the five First Saturdays devotions. We can continue to pray that the entirety of the third secret of Fatima will be revealed, if not by this Pope, then by the next one. And we can continue to lead the most virtuous lives we can possibly live, aided by the Lord's grace. On this Good Friday, we get a glimpse. We can never know fully in this life, but we get a glimpse of how much our Lord loves us. The God-man, the second person of the Most Holy Trinity, came to earth to suffer and die in the most humiliating, brutal way imaginable. So we begin to get a glimpse of how much he loves us. What kind of a God comes into the world, comes into his creation to suffer and die for his creatures, for the men, women, and children that he created? It's astounding. We cannot even begin to fathom how much our Lord loves us. So let's cease to offend him from sinning. When we do sin, let us make good use of the sacrament of penance. Let us continue to pray the rosary every single day. And let us always have hope. As long as we are alive, the Lord continues to have a plan for our lives. So let us continue to go forth in boldness and in great confidence in the Lord. And let us thank him every single day for his passion. And let us thank him for giving us such a beautiful, wonderful, perfect mother in the Blessed Virgin Mary and in such a great example of masculinity and fatherhood and what a good husband should be in St. Joseph. Let us conclude on this Good Friday by mentioning Helping Autism Through Learning and Outreach located on the web at halo-soma.org and also episode 277 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast in which I discuss with my magnificent niece and magnificent sister, RPM, an acronym for Rapid Prompting Method, a system of communication for non-speakers. This has opened up so many doors in regards to communication for thousands and thousands of non-speakers and we pray that it will help thousands more because communication is a human right. And let's pray now for help and for healing for our non-speaking friends and family members. Almighty and eternal God, healer of those who trust in you through the intercession of St. Raphael, Archangel, hear my prayer for non-speakers and their families. In your tender mercy, restore them to spiritual and bodily health, that they may give you thanks, praise your name, and proclaim your wondrous love to all. I ask this through Christ your Son, our Lord. Amen. 
the Memoraria to St. Joseph. Remember, O most chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto you, my spiritual father, and beg your protection. O foster father of the Redeemer, despise not my petitions, but in your goodness hear and answer me. Amen. The three Hail Marys in honor of the immaculate purity of Our Lady of Fatima. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae, Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae, Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae, Amen. And a Gloria Patri for a special intention. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio et nunc et semper et in secula seculorum. Amen. Virgo potens, ora per nobis, Sancti Osef, terra daemonem, ora per nobis, Sancta Raphael Archangeli, ora per nobis, Sweetheart of Mary, be the salvation of Russia, Spain, Portugal, Europe, the United States of America, Canada, and the whole world. Thank you very kindly, my friends, for listening to episode 493 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. In your charity, please share Our Lady's podcast with everyone you know. Follow us on Twitter. The handle is at Fatima Podcast. If you think Our Lady's podcast is worthy of it, please give us a five-star rating and review at Apple Podcast or a positive review wherever you might be listening to this. Above all else, on this Good Friday, please offer up prayers and sacrifices for our Catholic bishops. They need your help. Goodbye, and God love you.